Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888. The Money Pit is presented by Riverbend Home. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So, what are you guys planning for this weekend? you got a project that you'd like to get done. Maybe you need some help solving a problem. Whatever's on your to-do list, we'd love for you to put it on our to-do list. Yes, we're looking for things to do, and we'd love to help you with projects around your Money Pit, because to us, a Money Pit is not a disaster. It's a home that you love. Yes, it needs Karen feeding, but heck, so do my kids, and I love them lots. <laughs> so, whatever's on your project list, let us help you get it done. A couple of ways to get in touch with us you can post your questions to moneypit.com. You can also uh, call us 24 7 at 1 888 Money Pit or post your questions to facebook.com slash the Money Pit. We've got calls and questions coming in from all sources that we will tackle on today's show. Coming up, if your closet is looking a bit messy, closet organization might be in order, but that's one project that ranks right up there, I think, with what dental work as something to look forward to. So we're going to have the step-by-step, or maybe we should say shelf-by-shelf tips to make this job easy to get done. Plus, have you ever considered adding gutter guards to end clogged gutters once and for all? Well, don't take another step until you hear about the results of a survey done by Ask the Builder, which gathered actual costs from consumers across the nation. Now, the numbers are going to floor you. They range from a few dollars all the way up to $90 a foot, in many cases for the exact same product. Tim Carter did the review, and he's going to join us with more. And if you'd like to have the best flower garden ever come spring, fall is the time to take an important first step. We're going to help set you up for success when the weather turns warm again. And we've got a great sweepstakes going on right now as we head to the end of the year. We're giving away $3,500 in American Standard and Growy Fixtures faucets, and more. It's all available at riverbendhome.com for three winners. Now is a really great time for you to tackle any sort of bathroom renovation that you've been thinking of so you can have it done before the holidays. So enter the Riverbend Home Beautiful Bath Sweepstakes once a day and refer your friends for even more chances to win. Check it all out at moneypit.com slash sweepstakes. But first, we want to get to your calls, your questions about the projects that are important to you. So let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? All right, heading out to Arizona, we've got Jim on the line. What's going on at your money pit? And it's a pretty simple product that I've not seen. Okay. It's like a typical house. 
mm-hmm. with a kitchen sink and two bowls in the kitchen sink. Okay. A small one and a large one. Yep. And a smaller one, we typically will put soap and warm water in in the morning to wash the morning dishes. And then by an hour, that water is cold, soapy water. Right. And I got to thinking, there's got to be some kind of an insulating blanket that, that you could buy or manufacture or somehow create to keep that water warm and that wastewater warming it up again. That's an interesting idea. I don't think there's a commercial product for that. I've never seen it. But if you happen to have a very cold under-cabinet area, I could see where that could potentially be annoying. So your challenge would be just simply to insulate this as much as possible. Now, along the back wall, where the back of the cabinet is on an exterior wall, if you could add a piece of foam insulation, which is available in all sorts of thicknesses, so it depends on what you have and how you can get it back in there, you're probably going to have to cut it in pieces. That will help a little bit. On the bowl itself, one idea that I would have is that you may be able to spray this with foam insulation like a great stuff. Now, there's two different types of great stuff. One is designed to expand, and one is designed not to expand. And if you use the one that doesn't expand, it's not going to, like, stretch your cabinet frame or anything like that. It's the kind that's designed for windows and doors because what would happen is people would use the expandable foam insulation in a window or door cavity and then it would swell so much, would expand so much, the window gets stuck shut where it was. So if you use the kind that's designed for windows and doors, you may be able to get that. It's pretty sticky stuff. It may may be able to adhere to the underside of that sink. So I think this is going to be an experiment to see if you can figure out something that works. So I understand the question, it doesn't have a straight, you know, forward, this is the product designed for that because it's just not uh, something that I think you're going to find available. So you got to get creative, which means you got to form your own insulation. And lastly, you know, you could just take a piece of fiberglass blanket, maybe one that's encapsulated on both sides. There's different types of encapsulated insulation and create your own blanket around there and maybe with a series of zip ties, hold it in place. So I think you're going to have to design your own, sir, okay, because I don't think it's available commercially. So maybe I just get some uh, blue board and uh, glue. And And go for it. Yep. (laughs) All right. Good luck with that project, sir. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Bye. We've got Sandra in Maryland on the line. She's got a really old house and an electrical problem. What's happening at your money pit? 103 years old. Oh, that's great. That's a good age for houses. It's just starting to get seasoned, settling in a bit. (laughs) (laughs) It settles a lot. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So um, has the wiring been updated at all, or is it original? Is it knob and tube? What kind of wiring do you have? I have a mix of knob and tube and some updated. What's down in the walls, I think, is still knob and tube. Um, Okay. Some of the stuff that's more out it has been replaced. And what are you planning to do? What What's precipitating this this uh, question? Is this just a general concern about safety, or are you doing some other remodeling? Well, what I've done is started redoing the kitchen, and I took okay. up the, you know, seven layers of linoleum and <laughs> got okay. all the creosote out and got all the stuff that probably I shouldn't have been inhaling out of the kitchen. Um, and we sanded the floors and kept the original old wood floors. Okay. Um, and the paneling in the kitchen, I'm not willing to tear down because it's horsehair plaster behind it. And every time you touch the wall, you hear stuff fall. Right. Um, so I'm not willing to replace it. So we painted the paneling and I want to put new floorboard trim around, but all of the wiring, it's those big black wires that go from one outlet to another outlet. Let me give you some advice on this because it is time to update that wiring. First of all, any existing knob and tube wiring is very dangerous. And, and here's why. When it gets to be 100 years old, the insulation on that wiring is very dried out, very brittle, very crumbly. 
I can't tell you how many times in the 20 years I spent as a home inspector that I found that kind of wiring in house and often found burn marks, very frightening burn marks on the framing that surrounded it. So you definitely want to deactivate that wiring. You don't have to physically pull it out of the walls as long as it's not electrified. And then, of course, you want to update that with new modern wiring that's consistent with current electrical code. Now, for the kitchen, you really want to do something different than what it would have been done when the home was originally built. It had wiring, but it had all that kitchen, I'm sure, on one circuit. And that's why in older homes, sometimes when you're in a kitchen, you often see the lights dim when the refrigerators kick on because they're both major appliance and lighting are on the same circuit. You want to have one circuit for your appliances, your dishwasher, your your, your refrigerator, perhaps even more than one circuit for that, and then a separate circuit for uh, lighting and, and outlets. And, of course, all of the outlets also should be ground fault protected because this is a wet location and ground fault protection protects you from receiving a shock uh, if you were using an appliance that shorted or had any, any other type of electrical incident that occurred. So you are smart to be concerned about this. Um, it is something that you should take care of, whether you do it one room at a time or the entire house at a time. You know That's going to be up to time and, and, and budget. But you should have on your overall remodeling plan uh, the need to get rid of that knob and tube and completely de-energize it because it is unsafe uh, for the reasons I stated. And also, by the way, that particular wiring is not grounded, nor is it groundable. So that's another reason it's unsafe. It's just the way it was done back then. I think some of the kitchen had been done because I did have an electrician friend come in and, and install some new outlets. Mm-hmm. And he just ran from one to the next. And I do have different circuit breakers downstairs and all that kind of a stuff. But... Um, one of the things that one I do have, I think the one wall hasn't been done. I know that sounds odd. Um, but when they have the wires that are out, the big black, you know, wires going across or any of the wires, and I don't want them to go behind the wall because they can't without damaging the wall. Do I need to put those metal covers over them before I can put the trim board down so I don't... Well, if if you have, uh, if you're talking about the original knob and tube wiring being big black wires, you can't bury that. That's very unsafe. Okay. And here's, here's why. Knob and tube wiring, the, the reason, and by the way, for those that are not familiar with this, if you've ever seen an old house where wires seem to be strung on like little ceramic posts that stick off the side of beams, uh, those are the knobs. And then where the wires go through the framing, there's a ceramic tube. That's the tube. That's why it's called knob and tube. And the reason that it sticks off the beam Sandra, is because it has to be air-cooled. So that's why you can't bury knob and tube wiring under trim. You can't even put insulation around it because it makes it doubly unsafe. So if it's the big black wire, then I know I've still got original knob and tube in there. I would have your electrician come in and determine where that wire is being energized, make sure uh, that if it's knob and tube, it, it is completely disconnected, and then run whatever you have to do from there. And if you can only do it one room at a time, you'll be just that much more safe. But if you could do the whole house, then just do it. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Sandra. Good luck with that project. Heading over to Ohio, Linda's on the line with the window question. What can we do for you? I'm in an apartment that's supposed to be um, energy efficient, but my heating world, I don't think I can climb up there and put the plastic on the windows anymore. Is there any other way to make it more efficient? It's a real challenge when you're a renter because you're right. There's only limited things that you can do, but there are things that you can do. Now, um, you mentioned putting the plastic on there. I'm not quite sure, um, you know, what you're doing in terms of the plastic, but the shrink film plastic works the best where it essentially covers the whole interior of the window space, and then you use a hair dryer once you apply it, and it gets really taut and clear. That's one thing that you can do. The second thing is that there is a um, sort of a liquid weather stripping. It's like a weather stripping caulk. 
and it looks like silicone caulk, right? So what you do with this stuff is you essentially caulk your window shut. You put it in all the places there's gaps. And the nice thing is that in the spring, it remains rubbery, and you can kind of grab the edge of it and peel it right away. Now, the only bad thing is this. Whatever window you caulk, you won't be able to open all winter long. So if it's a bedroom window, you can't do it there because you need egress in the event of an emergency. But it works great, especially with really old windows, because it does seal them up, and it's easy to do, and it doesn't damage the windows. It peels right off. Do you have a name, or are you not allowed to say it on the air? There's a, there's a number of different brands of it. I know that Red Devil makes one. I think DAP makes one. And I think there's also a, a, a generic one. Uh, and you ought to be able to find it at the Home Depot. And if it's not on the shelf, I would ask the service desk and describe the product uh, to them. The weather stripping caulk is what you're looking for. And uh, perhaps uh, they'll be able to order it for you. But I have seen it on the store shelves. I'm right in the All right. Well, listen, good luck. I hope that helps you out, Linda. Appreciate you calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. 
Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Well, if your closet is looking a little messy, closet organization might be in order, but that's really one project that ranks right up there with dental work as something people just do (laughs) not look forward to. But a completely organized space truly doesn't have to be that far off. Well, that's right. So to get started, have an idea of how you want to use the space and what you want to store inside of it. Is it going to be a storage area, a place you keep everyday clothes, or a spot to keep formal or off-season garments? Once you figure that part out, then take everything out of the closet and toss, donate, or sell what you don't want. Half of the battle is just emptying that space and finding out what you really got. Then you can determine what you need or use on a regular basis. And now is the time to organize that closet and select components that are truly going to hold the belongings that you're keeping. What you choose and how much you spend is going to depend on your design priorities and the amount of closet space that you've got to work with. Remember, a great closet system can be a positive selling point when it comes time for you to move to a new home. There's also a whole bunch of closet organization products at home improvement stores, and organizing your closet can be a fun DIY project that's going to give you incentive to keep your newly organized space neat as the days go on. All right, now we've got Jack in Delaware on the line who's dealing with a whistling noise coming from his HVAC system, and he thinks it's the furnace. Hey, Jack, what can we do for you? My problem is this. I'm 67 years old. I've never had this for all the houses I've ever owned. But when the heat is on, it sounds like a jet plane taking off through the air ducts. I mean, mostly up in the loft, but you can hear it everywhere. So if you're laying in a bed in, in the bedroom in the loft, say, and the heat comes on, it can wake you up. It'll make like a whistling sound. So I called because this is guaranteed for a year. So naturally, I called them to come take a look at this. I wasn't home. My wife was. And then when I got home, she said, they said, everything's fine. Well, it's not. So I want to call them back, and I want to be here when they come back, but I don't want to sound stupid, and I want to make sure I can ask the right question. Well, the reason it's doing that is it has to do with the installation of the duct system. It's a, it's a design issue. And with some systems... If the ducts perhaps are too small, they have too many turns in them, they're not, you know, smooth in terms of their transition from room to room to room, you're going to get a buildup of pressure that makes this worse. So this is a problem of installation. Okay. It, it might be that this is a higher efficiency furnace that's, uh, you know, has a higher flow than perhaps other ones. You might want to talk to them about whether or not the fan speed can be adjusted. I don't know if that will impact it, but... It's really the duct system, not the furnace, that's causing the problem. The furnace would probably be quite silent if it wasn't hooked up to the ducts. Yeah, and, of course, if they fixed any duct work, would be just like they wouldn't do that. I would bring it up with them. But the thing is, you're not going to be able to rely on any kind of warranty on this. Are you talking about the new homeowner's warranty, the new home buyer's warranty? Yes, yes. Yeah, in a lot of cases, it's not worth the paper it's printed on. I know a lot about those programs, and i got to tell you, you that – they 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 cover builders only if builders get an F. They don't cover A, B, C, and D. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's really bad, that's when maybe something kicks in. And even so, the coverage is just not good, and the programs are just not solid. I used to arbitrate for some of those years ago, and, and I remember you know horrific defects that weren't covered. So I have no faith in those programs. You might be better off dealing directly with the with the builder than trying to go through the warranty company because the warranty company is going to have a very specific set of standards that says what is and what isn't covered, 
and you're not required to you know, necessarily in most cases go through the warranty company. You can go direct to the builder, and if and if you're loud enough and persistent enough, you might get it fixed. That's what I am going to do that. I definitely want to go to the builder first. I just wanted to go to the builder armed with some kind of knowledge. See, right off the bat, you helped me because I thought it was the furnace. No, it's the duct system that's causing this. All right, one more thing about the furnace. I'm going to hold you. Um, when the air conditioning was on last summer, uh, I had to have a little bucket under this one pipe because it kept dripping. And I called them back about that, and they said, oh, the insulation around this copper pipe it wasn't tight enough. And so he did something, and again, it wasn't him. And left, and now it doesn't drip as bad, but it still has a lot of moisture where I keep like a rag underneath the thing just so it doesn't puddle on the floor. Of course, that's not right, right? I mean, that's supposed to have any moisture, right? No, of course it's not. That's that's an active leak, even though it hasn't gone to, to become a drip. And it's going to get worse in the summer when it's really humid out. So it might just come back as bad as it was before. Is this a development where there's a lot of uh, homes that are built? Yes, yes. A brand new development. It's a 55 and older uh, development. I got some suggestions for you. There's power in numbers when it comes to that. It's easy to, to ignore one homeowner, but if you get a few of them together that are having the same issue, it becomes a lot more difficult for the builder to ignore. But you should say that we had we have one of the owners uh, um, down the street wants to form a committee to have all our grievances listed and go to the builder. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and also involve the uh, building inspectors locally of the municipality because if 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 the building inspectors know that there's issues with these properties, they're going to be a lot more careful about inspecting them, and that's something the builder is not going to be happy about, and you might just twist his arm enough to address it. It stinks to have to complain to get something done, but sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, well, I'm about to become the wheel. I'm going to squeak. All right. Good luck, Jack. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, from time to time, we hear from many of you stories about contractor experiences that were not too positive. And some industries seem to come up over and over again. And one that comes up pretty frequently is the gutter guard industry. You've been not too happy about what you've been charged and how you've been treated. And because of that, I was inspired to invite a friend of mine on the program right now. His name is Tim Carter. You may know him from the Ask the Builder website. And Tim is many things, but one thing that he is more than others, is a consumer advocate. This guy is fierce when it comes to fighting for you. And he did a survey of his audience having heard similar stories where he asked subscribers to his Ask the Builder newsletter to report to him what they were charged for gutter guards. And the result is a fascinating list of numbers all over the map and all over the country that tells a real story about this industry. Tim, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. So you probably had a sense that uh, there's a lot of funny business going on in the gutter guard industry, but, man, you really nailed it and exposed it with, with this survey. Tell us what you found out. Well, it's really interesting. It all got started from one of my subscribers who just reached out to me, and he decided finally, after all these years, to get gutter guards. Uh, he was tired of getting up on his roof multiple times to blow out about 300 square feet, 
So he called. He, he responded to one of these high uh, these high visibility television ads from Leaf Filter, and the Leaf Filter salesman came, gave his pitch, and gave him a price of eighteen thousand dollars. Oh my God! <laughs> Was wow. it like a mansion? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just two hundred and ninety feet. All right. So anyway, so he just his comment was just laughable. I mean, just like you did. I mean, you and Leslie just like laughable. All right. So, so that got me thinking. And I had I had previously, you know, I've done so much work on these gutter guards. You know, ten fifteen years ago, I really started testing them, and I've got a lot of videos on my website showing how you know the different gutter guards, what my test results were, and. I finally found a really good one. You know, I found ones that really work, and it's the micro-mesh ones. So I had this relationship with a company, and I, their gutter guards were on both my houses, and they work really, really well. But then I started to get complaints from consumers about high-pressured sales from their dealers, and I severed my relationship with them because – you know, you know me, Tom. My my reputation, my integrity means more to me than anything else. And they they were none too happy. So I kind of let it go. I didn't do much yeah. more about it. Mm-hmm. And then when Les sent his email to me about three weeks ago, I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to look back into this. And boy, did I get the numbers back. Holy tomato. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those numbers. What was the range? Some of the people, they didn't quite understand what I asked, but that's okay. So some people responded back that they went and bought some gutter guards themselves at Costco and did it themselves or hired a handyman. But then most of the people did respond back with dealer type installed. So when you look at the dealer installed gutter guards, you'll find that the range is anywhere from, I don't know, like $18 all the way up to $90. This one poor lady got literally taken to cleaners. I mean, wow. a salesman came in and charged her $9,000 to do 100 feet of gutter. I'm That's looking at this insane. right now. Whiting, Indiana. That was in Indiana, yeah. Leaf guard, 100 feet, $9,000. That is just yeah. horrible, just horrible. Now, beyond uh, revealing the numbers, Tim, the other thing that you did here was interesting is you had some folks that wrote you and told you the story of how these yeah. guys sort of approached. And I picked out one here, which was from Wisconsin, where this these folks say um, that they got a uh, quote from Leaf Filter. The salesman started with a $12,951 list price, but offered a special discount of ten thousand four fifty one if it was paid over twelve months. But wait, there's more. If they paid the day the product was installed, they only had to pay $7,251. And then the salesman calls this manager. It's like buying a car. I gotta talk to the manager. They, the manager comes back with the manager's special price is $6,400. So he goes from twelve nine to six four, but only if you sign in the next 72 hours because they want to install it right away. And that's just how these guys are. They've got to get in the house. They want to try to work you down. I mean, the price you're going to pay is the most they can get out of you. And, Tim, I told you this story years ago. I approached one of these um, guys at a trade show for you know for homeowners and said, what does this cost a foot? He said, well, you know, we got to come see it. I said, well, what if it's sort of a basic house like a ranch? Ah, well, you know, I really got to come see it. Well, how's next Tuesday? I said, well, 
look, what if it's a 60-foot-long ranch with uh, four downspouts and it, the maximum roof height to the gutter is 10 feet? Well, I'm thinking like the simplest like ranch you can find, right? Nope, wouldn't give me the price. They knew if they did that on the spot, I never would have bought them. They wanted to get in the house. They wanted to work me, work my wife, try to, all the different emotional tricks and psychological tricks of the trade to get you to sign. And, and that's how these guys get away with these numbers, right? Yes. It is. In fact, I cover it a lot. I, I've been trained in how to do this, and the, there's a really authoritative book that your your audience should read. It's so simple to read. It's called Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini, and it goes over all of the psychological triggers that are in every human's head, and once you understand these, it's much, much harder for the salesman to take advantage of you. So it's, it's it, you know, like in the case that you just read, these people in Wisconsin, they were being given reciprocity, authority, and scarcity. And scarcity is the most powerful of all of the psychological triggers. Making you feel like there's not enough. And if you don't act right now, you're going to miss out. But that's exactly right. In other words, with scarcity, they take away from you. They make scarce the good price, meaning if you don't sign now, then we're taking this away from you. And and you already know how people react to that, because just in everyday television ads or newspaper ads or whatever, or emails that you get, you'll see a company that says the sale ends in six hours. Right. And so you go, oh, my God, i got to go buy that thing. Even though you might not really need it, you go buy it. I'm thinking of the, uh, remember, call before midnight tonight to get the deal kind of a, kind of a thing that they would say uh, on TV. Hey, listen, Tim, before we let you go, great work on this, by the way. One more story I want to ask you about. Another outrageous story. Uh, this was the South Carolina uh, guy, and apparently the company LeafGuard uh, advertised that they would you know, use their existing gutters. The guy comes in, and he wants to sell them new gutters. Now, the customer's got six-inch gutters. And I love my six-inch gutters because they just don't clog because the downspouts are so big. He wants to tear those out and put in five-inch gutters because because he wants to up you know up the price. Unbelievable! Exactly, it's crazy. So I'm I was hoping that as many of my subscribers as possible read all these stories because you you know the, the poor people out there they just tend to start you know well here's what it is Tom you and I both know this people want to be trusting. They want to trust others. They they feel that others are going to treat them like they treat others. And and so they, they start to believe these salespeople. It's crazy. You did a great job exposing uh, these scams. Tim Carter from Ask the Builder. Encourage you guys to go to his website, askthebuilder.com. Sign up for Tim's newsletter. Uh, it comes out just about every week. Always got great tips and advice. And stories like this to help you make better decisions as a homeowner. Tim, thanks again. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. You know, Tom, we spent a lot of time talking with Tim about when you hire a pro and what that product should cost per foot. But what if this is something you want to try to tackle yourself? How do you know you're getting the right price? Or if you want to hire somebody to install it, you know, how do you know what you're looking for? Well, you know, I think it's first important to understand what the product really should cost. I mean, if you're going to use, for example, one of these micro mesh gutter guards that are very, very common and very effective, by the way, you can buy them at Costco across the country for two bucks a foot. They sell a five inch version, which is the standard size for most gutters, 199 bucks online. That's two bucks a foot. So if another product costs two bucks a foot, how much more should you be paying for installation? Well, it 
certainly shouldn't be an extra 20 bucks, right? So I think whether you're doing it yourself or not, understanding what the base cost of the product is important and that you can possibly do this yourself if you don't mind the ladder work, but if you have to hire a pro and you know, and he wants say uh, an extra five bucks a foot to put it up, I mean, I think that's fine. Maybe even 10 if it's a hard job, but to pay 25, 35, 45 and up to 90, as we found out through Tim's uh, data, that's just uh, a total ripoff. All right. Well, that's a good tip. And seriously, if somebody says $90 a linear foot, run. Don't hire them. (laughs) Hey, guys, if you'd like to step up your bath, maybe, say, just in time for the holidays, now is a really good time to enter our sweepstakes. We've got the Riverbend Home beautiful bath giveaway at moneypit.com slash sweepstakes. We're giving away $3,500 in products from American Standard and Growy all available at riverbendhome.com. No matter what your lifestyle, budget, or priority, Riverbend Home and their partners can help. Whether it's a quick bathroom do-it-yourself project or an investment in a luxury bath makeover, American Standard and Growy have products for every style and every price range. You can enter once a day at moneypit.com slash sweepstakes. That's moneypit.com slash sweepstakes. Well, if you'd like to have the best flower garden ever come springtime, now is the time to take an important first step, and that's planting bulbs. So to set yourself up for success when the weather turns warm again, here are a few things you need to remember. First of all, you want to make sure you follow the basic rules of thumb. You want to dig a hole that's three times as deep as the bulb is high. You need to add bone meal or some sort of substitute because that's a squirrel deterrent because those bulbs are basically like the most delicious treats for squirrels. So Make it so that they don't want to eat them. And then you need to make sure that you place the bulb in the hole with the tip up. Otherwise, it's not going to grow out of the ground. Now, let's talk, <laughs> good point. Let's talk about timing. In general, bulbs should be planted about six weeks before the ground starts to freeze or it gets that first frost. Ideal dates are going to vary by local climate. You can check the USDA plant hardiness zone map, which is online. And now you have to make sure that you're planting enough bulbs for the size of your garden. So you really need to think about the square footage of the soil for your garden itself and think about what kind of variety of flowers you're putting in there. So say you're doing a tulip. You want to think about using six to eight tulip bulbs per square foot. And you can adjust that quantity based on the bulb size. The bigger the bulb, the larger the flower. So you're going to need more space for the bigger bulbs. Now you also need to think about layering those bulbs. So think about when does something bloom and how can you layer things in that garden so maybe there's something constantly coming up and constantly blooming throughout the season. I know a lot of it gets a little tricky, but if you head to your local home and garden center, I bet there are some experts there that you can ask about what you should be planting when so that you'll have just a variety of color for the whole season. Now, if you procrastinate a bit too long and the ground's already gotten hard, there is a couple of things you can think about doing. If the ground is frozen or wet from rain, you can wait for it to thaw or dry weather and then plant the bulbs deeper or Alternatively, you could plant them in pots and store them over the winter in a cool but not freezing dark place like your basement and water them very sparingly during that time. And in the spring, the pots can just be brought right outside and transplanted to the garden. Well, you can get your question over to us by posting it on the MoneyBits website at moneypit.com. That's what Johnny from New Jersey did. 
All right. Johnny writes, we have oak kitchen cabinets, and especially when it's humid, the doors get tacky and sticky. They're 16 years old, and I probably used some spray item at one time, but now I just use oil soap. Can you help me with getting all of this residue off, or do I need to strip them down? You know, I've heard of this about three times in the last, like, two months where the finish turns gooey. And I actually helped a friend of mine redo a kitchen table that had the same kind of problem. It was just a, you know, a beautiful polyurethane or lacquer finish. I'm not really sure what it was when he first bought it, but it was like 15 years old and the table was in good shape, except the finish was like gooey. I think that some of these finishes now, as they've changed the formulations, just sort of break down over time. And in, and in my case, there was no fix in this. You know, we had to strip it all the way down to the wood. So I'm not optimistic that there's something that you can clean this with. You could try Murphy's oil soap, and I would take a door off to do this, to give it a good rub down, a good scrub, and see if it changes it. But if it's still tacky and gooey, it might be the finish itself that's failed, Johnny. And if that's the case, you may have to strip it down completely. And then think about repainting the cabinets instead of just refinishing them. It's really trendy today, and they can be absolutely beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I love a painted cabinet, and I also also love when the top cabinets are a different color than the lower ones. Just a thought. Well, did you know that the sheets you're sleeping on can actually impact whether or not you get a really good night's sleep? Leslie's got tips on how you can choose the best bedding for getting the best shut-eye in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, you know, it really depends on the type of bedding that you have. And luxury bedding does go a long way toward getting a good night's sleep. But wading through all those thread counts and fabrics really is enough to make you feel like you need a nap. So before you drop those dollars in upscale linens, know exactly what each one offers and their drawbacks. Now, bamboo sheets, they are super soft. In fact, sometimes people say they feel like cashmere and they do get softer the longer you keep them. But if they're from China and most of the bamboo sheets are, they're is a chance that they come from an uncertified factory. So skip bamboo sheets if all this uncertainty about where they come from is going to, you know, keep you awake at night thinking about global warming and deforesting, etc. <laughs> so there's a lot there. Another choice is organic cotton sheets. They're really sought after. I mean, they are soft, they are durable, they are breathable. They're good for anybody who gets warm in the middle of the night. But if you love the sight of a crisp bed, you are not going to like the look of Egyptian cotton. It wrinkles very easily. It makes your bed look a little messy and unkept, which is fine. But if you're sort of, you know, picky about making sure everything is properly tucked and displayed, this is not the bedding for you. Now, another option are cultivated silk sheets, and they are truly the ultimate in softness. But even if you can afford to splurge on these very expensive types of sheets, the long-term cost might be more than you bargained for because silk sheets, they are easily damaged if you've got a jagged toenail or a fingernail, or if you've got rough skin on your heels or your elbows, you're just going to do some damage to the sheets there. And forget about using your washer and dryer to clean them. You've got to hand wash them or dry clean them. And if you hand wash them, you've got to air dry them. So it's a lot of work to have the silk sheets. But if you do like the idea of a silk sheet, a lot of people like it because it helps, you know, deter wrinkles on your face and it keeps your hair neater. Opt for a silk pillowcase. Far more manageable. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, coming up next time on the program with freezing weather ahead, now is a great time to make sure frozen, broken water pipes don't turn your house into an inside winter wonderland. One very special type of valve can stop it from happening to you. We'll explain how on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 